Hello, and welcome to Swallows on the Wire, a podcast where I explore slowing down and taking time to really notice the nature that is all around us. I invite you to join me as I delve into the fascinating joys of the natural world and all it gives us if we stop for a moment and pay witness to its wonders. In this episode, I take a look at the small wild in my weekly diary from the 30th of August to the 5th of September 2021. Monday the 30th of August. A robin sings through the flat grey. A blackbird with a strikingly dark body and light-coloured head hops on the lawn. Today has been largely observed out of windows. It is cold and dreary. A wren makes its distinctive racket in a silver birch. A donkey brays in the distance. Blue tits cling upside down on the fat balls, while great tits rummage in the seed tray. A group of about 30 starlings have been in and out visitors all day. The cotoneaster, hugely overgrown into a large tree, is coming into berry. The birds feast upon these, their tiny shapes darting among the branches. A crow flies north to south as a swallow streams over west to east, a busy commuter belt. The trailing pink flowers of the Calibracoa give a shot of colour, pink on pink hanging below the wisteria on the side of the garage. Mallow jars purple against the bright orange of Crocosmia. It has planted itself there. There is a weight to such a grey day. The birds seem to be the only things of movement. No flies buzz. No bees hum, no butterflies flit, no crickets chirrup. A feather catches my eye, caught in a pyracantha. It is soft and downy, pale grey and brown. The area behind our shed is terribly overgrown and wild. Bramble, jasmine, honeysuckle, nettles and bindweed... These have created a forest. I wonder what is in there. We have had grass snakes before. The rhubarb has grown back. Before I head in, the song thrush makes an appearance, just a few feet away. A beautiful bird, all speckled chest and long legs. It retreats to the hedgerow and then reappears among the bodlier behind me. I will go in to not disturb it any more. Tuesday the 31st of August Monotone, dull skies again. Our regular jackdaw, with one lazy leg that hangs down as it flies, passes over. Unusually, it is accompanied by two others. Normally, it is a solo flight. I cannot count the number of starlings that come to the feeder each day now. They fly in from all directions, lying on the rooftops. They bicker, shout, jabber and squabble, jostling each other. And yet this animosity is purely superficial, as they will, as one, group and fly. 
The old green gauge trees are full of great and blue tits. I spy a rare fruit hanging far out of reach. I want it. I disturb the thrush on the hill again. The salvia hotlips is still going strong with delicate red and white petals. A tiny bumblebee is among them. Other bees disguise themselves in the ragwort, blending their yellows. Ribwort plantain, dandelions and bindweed grow back in the area cleared for bonfires. The corn's growth seems to have halted. There has not been warmth enough, perhaps. The delicate fairy wings of cyclamen are starting to come out. Dormant, from coiled springs they arise. Driving back from town, I pass fields being churned into their next iteration. A whirling kaleidoscope of gulls rise and fall to the newly scattered seed. I am alert to every rustle and flash of wing. The sound of tractors, working by night, lulls me to sleep. Wednesday the 1st of September, the first day of meteorological autumn. There is the smell of bonfire in the air today. Herbal tea, coat and my bench halfway down the garden. A robin provides this morning's soundtrack. He is unafraid and close by in a hawthorn tree to my left. Clear, lilting trills and cascading notes. The hawthorn berries are deepening in their redness. A second robin sings from the cotoneaster to my right. I am privileged to listen in stereo. The finest, lightest drizzle begins continued grey. There is soft crooning of pigeons and collared doves. Lemon balm needs cutting down. Past its best, long legs and spent flowers. The drizzle turns quickly to heavy rain. I reluctantly retreat inside. My notebook is damp, the ink runs. The shower lasts a minute perhaps too. The Victoria plum tree, although unhappy and sparing of fruit this year, is still providing some. Light purple skins around sweet yellow flesh. The best food is that which is picked and eaten before it even reaches the house. An unanchored dandelion clock is caught on the wrought iron leg of a chair. Blue tits fleetingly congregate on the feeder. The white and neon pink rose is flowering again. Each petal edge looks as if it has been dipped in fluorescent ink. I realise I have not seen any butterflies for a few days now. Thursday the 2nd of September. A young wood pigeon and its parent sit wedged side by side in the seed tray. A great tit patiently waits its turn. The two robins are again at full voice on either side of the garden. I pick a basketful of plums. 
Around one in the afternoon, the sun makes feeble attempts to break through the cloud. The ornamental cherry is resplendent in red leaves, an autumnal outfit. Around 2.30, the sun finally makes it through. A cluster of six or seven pollen spores dance a group waltz on the breeze. It is warmer out than in. I sit by the colour border. Geraniums, salvia, hyssop, busy lizzies, dianthus, lobelia, rudbeckia. There is an enchantment to saying out loud the names of plants. Sparrows are in residence in the hedge and escalonia. A chainsaw grinds its teeth. I see fewer of the large bumblebees now, but their smaller kin are still busy. Two swallows feed overhead, dark shapes against the squinting grey. Every day now, I expect it to be the day that they depart. I feel a restlessness today which matches their own. A wood pigeon glides from roof to roof making the whistling that emanates not from beak but wing. And another, low from Cotoniaster to the dogwood next door. The Peruvian lilies have already grown their crowns for next year. A lone buttercup stands proud from the green of the lawn. I deadhead the geraniums and large yellow rose again. As I put the cuttings in the compost, I marvel at the bustling metropolis of slugs and worms. Honeysuckle creeps over the fence. I shake out the tiny black seeds of a poppy. House martins feed. The washing did not dry outside today. I fill all the drinking bowls dotted around the garden on my way in. I notice that water butt number two has a leak. Friday the 3rd of September The day broke softly this morning. Pink-edged clouds and blue patches. On my lunch break I walk down to the river. The sickly smell of sweet chestnuts pervades. A raft of brown female ducks eye me from the water wondering if I have food for them. They are used to being fed here. I have not. They give up and return to the other bank. The sun breaks through. Trees dip branches into the clear water. I can hear the rushing of the weir. A red dragonfly suns itself on a fence. Scraggly nettles have grown tall, taller than me. Soft white feathers are strewn across the banks. There is much splashing, dip-diving, up tails all by the ducks, feeding until they move down the river in a line. Reflections of light off water dance on boughs. Three large white ducks climb out of the water next to me. They have a strange little squeak and whistle of chatter. I can smell bonfire. Two magpies fly low over the river, then curve on blue-black feathers and white up into a tree. 
A coot is sat in a floating puddle of weed. Small and dark, I didn't notice it at first. Red valerian peeks out over the top of an old wall. Budlia grows out of the cracks at its base. On the drive home, I pass a crow busy in a brown stubble field. At home, I sit in glorious early evening sun. The field at the back of our garden is being ploughed. Great pools of dust clouds obscure the view. A light coating will settle on everything. Those with washing out will not be pleased. A robin sings out over the mechanistic roar. A greenfinch calls once. Crickets chirrup. Ornamental grasses kowtow to the breeze. Golden light glows on their backs. The puffball mushroom continues its journey into decrepitude. Around 40 starlings perform a fly-past. There is a sighing in the branches. Saturday the 4th of September. The large lavender is full of bees again. The weather, warming gradually, has enticed them out. Flies with scarlet-red bodies enjoy the purple flower tops of the garden mint. We regularly have a trio of blue tits visit the feeder together. Buzzard scroll circles high above, serenely looping, graceful. The tail end of a beetle flashes deep black as it dives into the grass. Despite the dour weather lately, everything is dry. We need good rain. A strawberry plant is attempting to fruit, although half of its leaves have gone red. The two largest sunflowers are ragged from starling tussles. I am sat on the patio. Small cat jumps onto my lap for a cuddle. The hyssops have lost most of their colour now, but the bees are busy with what is left. I make a list of things that need doing in the garden. There are more items than hours in the day. A collared dove whistles in nearby, then leaves abruptly. Goldfinches bubble. Starlings click and chatter. The cutting I took two years ago from the large yellow rose is going to flower again. I had a two in four success. The other I gave to my mum for Mother's Day. I have been making jam. So much of growing your own food is actually prepping and preserving. Jobs that may feel tiresome at the time allow for the taste of summer cherries or autumn plums in the depths of winter. A white butterfly dances an appearance, colour matching the small white flowers of the lobelia. Honesty stands fully dried now. Translucent ovals with their dark flat discs within. It's hard to believe they were once purple flowers. A hoverfly has been wandering the earth in the geranium pots. I am sat, still enough, that blue tits and sparrows still come to the feeder, despite me being only a few feet away. House martins are above their white bellies announcing themselves. 
I have not seen a swallow today. Has the time come, I wonder? A tree on the boundary line surprises me. I had always thought it to be a plum or damson, but one lone fruit tells me it is in fact a green gauge. Five and a half years here, and it is the first time it has had a fruit to tell me its true identity. I am startled out of this thought by the crash landing of a starling in the dogwood behind me. A ruckus, much squawking, fluster, and it is gone. Sunday the 5th of September A bright sun rises through a haze. Two young robins are under the feeder, their red breasts just starting to show. A wren rummages around a pot before perching on the edge. I can't help but smile. Such impossible small and round birds. By the time I get home from work, it is hot. Something has decimated our corn. It has all been knocked over, uprooted and eaten. I suspect perhaps badger, and if so, I don't mind so much. I sit by the pond in the shade of the cotoneaster. Water mint is full of bees and all manner of other insects. The purple heads are alive with busyness. Creeping synquefoil has taken over. It is a thug. Dried heads of nigella stand whiskery and tall. Willow herb has grown tufts of beard. Jurassic leaves of sisyrinchium, splay and fan. The acer, with its deep purple-red leaves, glows in the early evening sunlight. Wood pigeons abound. They call from all directions. Smashed snail shells on flagstones tell of the thrush. I am cocooned by the border of overgrown shrubs. The honeysuckle bears its berries now. Potentilla still flowers tiny yellow saucers. The green man fixed on our shed is obscured by lances of jasmine. He watches through the green and white. I cannot get over just how blue the sky is after so many days of grey. A myriad starlings fly over. Some alight on rooftops and aerials. They have such a comical waddle walk. The hawthorn berries are bright now. I sit for a long while watching the starlings in the blue as insects buzz flight paths around me and the trees gently susurrate. Another day without sight of a swallow. Thank you for listening to Swallows on the Wire. You can follow Swallows on the Wire on Instagram at Swallows on the Wire or follow more of my works by visiting my website jenny-may.com.